Hello and welcome to the Groove Sofa podcast. I'm Alice. And I'm Lucy. And together we want to invite guests to come and share their grief with us. Our aim is to cover a whole range of grief from a whole range of people. We're sorry for your loss, but we are glad that you have found us. Thank you for listening to the Grief Sofa podcast. I can't believe that we are on our 20th episode um, and at the end of season one of the Grief Sofa. Obviously, it's been a massive learning curve, you know. Yeah, yeah, season one has been so much fun. It's been really (laughs) nice. And actually, it's been really lovely to have so many varied guests talking about so many different kind of losses and experiences of grief and I think you know we've learned so much in this time and I can only hope that the people who who are listening you know have found it really insightful as well. Yeah definitely I couldn't agree more um you know having our guests and sort of speaking to these people and making friends and stuff like that it's been it's been so much fun um and like just the support that we've been shown since we've started has been so overwhelming um, in a really, really, really fantastic way. And I'm just so grateful for where we are. Series two, we're hoping to have a few more male voices. Uh, we're really excited to be recording with some really brilliant names over the next few months. So Lucy and I have both recently just got new jobs and life has been really busy. And um, we love doing the Grief Sofa podcast, but we just want to, yeah, take a little break and just try and... We just want to be able to make brilliant content for you. So for us to have a little bit of time out so that we can focus on what's next and get some brilliant guests lined up for future episodes. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I guess just to sort of wrap things up um, and summarise, season one has been so much fun and we cannot wait to bring you season two in just a short few weeks time in today's episode we're going to be talking all things difficult dates from birthdays to anniversaries mother's day and father's day there are all sorts of dates throughout the year that can be really hard as a griever before we start this episode we just want to highlight that this is our personal views and opinions grieving is so incredibly unique and we don't want anyone to think there is a right or wrong way to grieve However you feel and whatever you choose to do or not to do on these days, that is perfectly okay. We hope you enjoyed this special edition episode. And if you have any further topics you want covering, then please let us know. So, yeah, I guess we wanted to do this special edition episode all about birthdays and anniversaries, as I've just said, because... Liz, obviously you're coming up very closely now to a year since your lovely dad has passed away and I just wondered if you wanted to chat a bit about that and how you've been feeling. It's really weird actually because I think that I've been living in a little bit of a kind of bubble for the last few weeks. I think Mm. I started a new job and I've been really really busy and I think with the lockdown slightly lifting I've been more like socially busy so it feels like a weird time to now kind of be, what am I, like, five days away from the anniversary now? Yeah. And I can feel it just kind of creeping up and up. And it's things like, I just feel really distracted. So, like, I've been at work and I'm at work at the moment, like, this week. And I just don't feel anywhere near as productive as I would in a normal week. And I think it's yeah. just... Yeah, feeling quite agitated, maybe. And I, I know that, you know, we've spoken to a few people about um, anniversaries before and the idea of having loads of like additional energy in your body at a time. And I think that's kind of how I feel. I feel a little bit like twitchy constantly, a little bit on, a little bit on edge, like feeling like, well, literally can just break into tears at any moment yesterday when my partner bought me a cup of tea I literally like looked at her and she was like are you okay and I just started crying out of nowhere and I was like I had no idea where it came from but um yeah I don't know it's I feel feel like I'm in a bubble obviously you've had a couple more anniversaries than me so far so how do you like you know cope around around your parents anniversaries Gosh, yeah. So it's it's weird. I was thinking about this earlier, obviously, because I knew that we were going to be doing this episode. And um, 
like <laughs> obviously as we get through we've had loads of questions sent through which is great like I feel like I'll be able to explain a little bit more but yeah like definitely like dates throughout the year are really really significant thing when you're grieving um and when you first suggested doing this topic I did a really quick bit of research um literally like I say research that sounds so fancy I just tapped into google um birthdays and anniversaries when grieving and I came up with a really interesting article I think it was by like psychology today or something like that and it was talking about the anniversary effect um it's also called the anniversary reaction and so like it's a real thing you know it's it's not just some some made-up thing feeling funny around these dates and times is a real thing and the way that they've described it they've said the anniversary effect is a collection of disturbing feelings thoughts or memories that occur on or around a date that mark a significant event this reaction is totally normal and common response to trauma um and then they've suggested to cope acknowledge any feelings you experience avoid comparing your emotions to others practice self-care and seek support if you need it so yeah like this thing that we talk about in the grief community like it's a it's a properly acknowledged thing within the psychology world which I think is interesting Mm. Um, yeah and actually quite reassuring I think for lots of people sometimes you know we're trying to put labels on the way that we feel or the reason kind of validating that you know why we're feeling that way and and why it's so difficult to navigate and it's it's funny because I think you know you talk about significant dates and I think in the first year there's been quite a few I think everybody always says you know the first year is just you get through all of those firsts without that person and I think part of me is going oh my god like I'm getting to the end of all of those firsts like and that's almost sad that I'm getting further and further away from it because you feel further and further away from that person but at the same time I'm like really relieved that you know I've done the Father's Day you know Father's Day was actually two weeks after dad died last year and same this year but um I'm feeling quite anxious about Father's Day this year just because it's my partner's birthday on Father's Day and so I'm thinking oh my god am I going to be able to kind of like park that feeling because I know that I'm going to be with her family, with her like really, really wonderful parents, like with all of her siblings. Am I going to feel really sad? Am I going to be able to like properly celebrate with her? It's just yeah. really like weird, not really like not knowing how to anticipate that feeling because mm. it's going to be so bittersweet. Yeah, definitely. It's really difficult. And I think um, actually one of the you know one of the things and it's this is so much easier said than done one of the big things I would advise um leading up to these dates is trying not to actually pre-anticipate how you're going to feel because that is exhausting in itself like you're already exhausted because you've got these traumatic memories or feelings thoughts emotions going through your head so by like pre-anticipating how you're going to feel on that day, like may- maybe you're coming up with false scenarios, which I know is a huge thing for grievers. It's actually like using a lot of energy that maybe is quite limited. But yeah, that's definitely easier said than done. Mm, it's true. And I think that sometimes like you have to have, you know, we spoke about grief punches, the like things that you don't see coming. And actually, you know, sometimes it's easier to navigate through the moments that you don't see coming because you're not planning for them you're not planning for that kind of like big sad day gonna sit and be sad and that's the way that it's going to go like we know that that's not necessarily what grief looks like you know we've all got pictures of us smiling or laughing at some point in the weeks or months after the person that we love died it's not that you know we're constantly in mourning so it's crazy today I've felt really today I think I've felt really kind of rattled by the last week of my dad's life because he was terminally ill and because he was dying in our house that week so you know I've been reliving the moments of that week and it's something that I kind of didn't anticipate doing you know I was ready to be sad this weekend and I was ready to be like sad on the anniversary but I hadn't quite registered like what it would feel like remembering him in those final days 
and how you know this time last year I was holding his hand whilst he was really struggling at the end of his life and that's you know that week was just so heavy and it was so much I think that's really like something that I didn't really see coming and maybe something that I didn't realize was going to be triggering like I didn't realize this was going to be a significant day or a significant week as such yeah that's really interesting that you say that actually and um it was actually something that I wanted to speak about so I'm glad that you brought it up I think yeah these dates so you know we've mentioned like death anniversaries birthdays mother's day father's day if somebody has been like terminally ill and like I'm speaking um from a third party's perspective like from what other grievers have told me um yeah so like diagnosis dates or you know say if somebody has got something like cancer and you might have weeks leading up to that death date where it's like okay so this is the last time um Mm. my person went outside this is the last time we had a conversation this is when they went to hospital maybe you know there's all these dates like leading up to the death so you can actually probably be feeling in turmoil for yeah like weeks and weeks leading up to it Mm, absolutely and I am in some ways I'm really grateful for the fact that I've just started a new job because I really feel like I've got so much to get stuck into in the days I mean if I was on furlough still like I was last year I think I'd be really struggling now with this time but actually you know I'm very lucky I've got incredibly um incredibly supportive employers and uh teammates that have made you know this time easier to navigate and in my meeting this morning actually I sort of said to them oh by the way you know next week's dad's anniversary I'm off on Monday and Tuesday so if you speak to me this week and I'm a bit tearful just just let you know just to let you know like feel free to like give me a shout and have a coffee over Skype with me or something because you know I'm here for a chat and I'm happy to talk about the way that I'm feeling um but just so you know I, I am going to be a little bit distracted and I think that was like I'm really lucky that I feel comfortable enough to have those conversations but it's quite hard for a lot of people navigating work around you know full-time work around these anniversaries and stuff like that I think it's um yeah definitely and I think if you can and I'm I'm rubbish at this I just started a new job and I, I didn't do this um I just happened to get my dad's birthday off which was really lucky um it is a really difficult thing to bring up but that is you know if you have got a difficult dates coming up if you have got difficult times coming up or even if you're just generally like date aside even if you're just generally feeling really grief shitty like let your employers know like let your friends know mm. because you're just oversensitized like I mean, you're oversensitized all the time when you're grieving, but, you know, especially in, in these these weeks leading up to stuff, you know, you, people need to be aware so they can not, you know, tread on, tread on eggshells around you, but just treat you with a little bit more sensitivity, I think. Yeah, just, just to accommodate the fact that you're not going to be, well, you might be 100% right up until the date. You might not, like, anniversaries dates aren't everything for everyone like there are plenty of grievers who avoid celebrating or avoid you know talking about dates don't want to tie themselves to any dates and so therefore they don't and they just have those really heavy grief days on random days of the year but if you can be as transparent as you can with the people around you so that they can be prepared and aware of how to support you through that time whether they're your employer whether it's family whether it's friends like whoever it is it's just really useful for them to know if those dates are you know significant to you because I think so many people just don't understand <laughs> although sometimes it yeah feels it just doesn't grief. register yeah, yeah I think sometimes like we forget I definitely am guilty of this I don't know if you are Alice but I, I just constantly think that all of my friends <laughs> the same thing because I have so many friends now in the grief community that yeah. I forget that they've all got well that people outside of that bubble have their parents or like maybe don't recognize the significance of certain things yeah I'm massively guilty of this and I think it's something that me and my twin brother talk about quite a lot because we lost mum when we were 17 and then obviously we lost dad when we were 23 um grief 
has played a part in the whole, you know, 17 is a very transitional period from child to adult, you know, you're in that adolescent stage. Grief has been so present, like in my whole adult life, like grief mm. has been a huge thing for like seven, eight years in my life. So sometimes, yeah, I do sort of forget that like not everyone, <laughs> not yeah. everyone gets it. Um, I need to sort of like take myself back a second and be like, yeah, it's not perhaps normal that you're that young and don't have any parents or even been bereaved in any in any sense yeah absolutely Um, absolutely well look we've had so many great questions so I think maybe I'll go ahead and ask you the first one if you're happy for me to Mm -hmm. (laughs) so do you have a specific plan for those days when you remember your loved ones so this is a really interesting question and actually things have been really different um this year so it was my dad's birthday a couple of weeks ago and for those of you who follow the page you would have seen that Lucy and our other friend Grace very 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 kindly traveled down to see me um they kept the date free not knowing what I was doing and you know kept it very relaxed and you know said no pressure so I think that was actually the first time I've ever really done anything for like a birthday or an anniversary um and it was nice like it yeah it was really really nice to have the company I'd say in years previous um yeah so in years previous so like let's talk about my mum so with my mum pretty much every time it's her birthday and I've had like eight seven or eight birthdays without her now and every time it's her anniversary I always say to myself I'm gonna go to Stourhead which is like a national trust gardens that she really liked and I think I've only done it like once or twice um I've you know so my point I'm trying to make is do I have specific plans for those days no not really I don't I like to try and keep them fairly empty um fairly relaxed uh so stuff I would have done in the past would be maybe cook a nice meal in their memory or I guess what I'm trying to say is don't feel pressure to do something absolutely monumental you know Mm. and and actually I prefer keeping it low-key obviously you and Grace coming down was really lovely and that was still low-key you know I, I, I don't want some great big massive party yeah um what about you I guess so because we are so recently bereaved I think we've celebrated all of the firsts with something so like Father's Day two weeks after dad died my cousin who is a chef who my dad trained up to be a chef um, came over and cooked us this, this uh, just absolutely incredible Thai meal. My dad's like speciality was um, was Thai food and Thai cuisine. So it was just like having a meal cooked by my dad. So that was just like so, so special. And it was just us as a family. And we sat on our, uh, we sat at our dinner table and we laid him a place at the table and we had a big kind of a three picture of him that we had printed for the funeral and we put that on the chair at the end of the table so that he was still at the head of the table and um that was really nice I think like we try and do special meals like that on those sorts of days for my dad's birthday which was in August so just a couple of months after he died last year we did a bike ride so like all of his family like his his brothers and sisters and his mum and uh, my nieces came down for the weekend and we did a big kind of bike ride as a family and that was really nice because that was something that he used to do a lot with his siblings so that was really lovely and then ever since like we haven't done really anything because there hasn't been dates that are like attached to him I suppose you know that ticks off Father's Day that ticks off his birthday the next thing is this anniversary and we we're actually going to have a few people now that we've um now the restrictions are a bit lighter we're having a little kind of garden party picnic thing with some of his friends and some of his family and it's actually the first time that we've seen a lot of them since well before he died so it'll be really nice and yeah I don't know I think maybe things will change as time goes on because I don't think that we're all gonna 
we might not always have that time like we might not always have commit those days to that thing but I, I quite like celebrating my dad was a really big kind of party animal <laughs> he was like the life and soul of the party and I like the idea of bringing people together in his memory because that's the kind of thing that you know he loved being a host yeah. so yeah I quite Definitely. like hosting on his behalf <laughs> yeah I think it's I think it's really interesting and like you know you mentioned to me the other day about how you were getting with your family together and like having a big picnic and a barbecue and I was like wow like that's amazing and I think that's so great that that's what you want to do and obviously it's very different to anything that I've ever done before. Like with mum, for example, her birthdays and anniversaries sort of went by almost unspoken about within the family. And I guess like what I'm trying to say again, and I'm going to reiterate this the whole way through the episode is whatever you want to do is fine. You know, mm. just because somebody's doing a great big party and just because somebody is sat there and doesn't want to talk about it, like there's no right and wrong way. Whatever yeah. is right for you is the right way. Yeah, I think I think for me, like the other, and to to kind of add on to that point is that if you want to do something where you know you're gonna spark joy, then don't hesitate doing that. Like if you're worried about having a good time, don't worry about that. Like that person will want you to have a good time and try and remember that you know that energy that they would have brought to that place is exactly what you're trying to kind of ignite in the people around you and yeah I just think that's a really nice thing to remember you don't have to be doesn't have to be sad doesn't have to be sad. it can be yeah you can absolutely cry obviously but you can celebrate if you want to absolutely I think I'm gonna ask you a question now which I think leads on really well from this and I'm wondering yeah where this is going to go so somebody messaged in to say I always want to celebrate my dad on his birthday but my family don't how can I navigate this so yeah like how can you navigate different wants and needs as a family Mm. I think it's interesting isn't it because I think we've learned from this podcast that people do things very differently and within families people grieve very differently I've definitely learned that with my siblings although they've kind of always gone along with (laughs) whatever I'm planning I don't necessarily know if it's the way that they would grieve naturally because I'm usually the one that kind of brings things together I'm like the organizer of most things whether or not that would be the same outside of yeah, outside of me organising it, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if it would be the same. But I think I think that the really good lesson to have, and my my best advice would be to do exactly what you want to do. So it's your grief, it's your dad. You can celebrate his birthday. You don't have to celebrate with your family. It would be yeah, lovely point. if you can. But if they don't want to do it, it doesn't mean you can't. Yeah, find a friend, like find someone else in the grief community, like do it by yourself, like whatever, whatever way it is, then yeah, like try and navigate it. Yeah. And if you feel like you don't know, you know, you don't know people who you can reach out to in those sorts of in that in that sort of time where you don't have friends that you can ask for those sorts of things you know message us <laughs> we'll celebrate your dad's birthday with you <laughs> yeah like to be fair you know if you want a cake made as well let <laughs> <laughs> I think, yes, maker. <laughs> on 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 the um on the subject of siblings my brother my twin brother who I live with honestly like I think he goes past mum and dad's birthdays without even realizing he he said to me before he was like oh yeah like unless you posted something on Facebook like I wouldn't realize it was the fact though which is fine you know like that's not an issue at all and it's it just highlights like how different it can be like we're twins like we were in the same womb <laughs> and we grieved everything. <laughs> we literally could not be closer and we are the opposite of each yeah, other. <laughs> exactly. No, I think it's a really good I think it's a really good point though. Like that it's it's really important to remember that the grief that we carry is completely our own and the way that we want to remember people might not be the thing that other people want to do. 
but just as we're trying to validate your feelings in grief be validated in the fact that you can celebrate that person's life however you want to whether you want to have a big party and even if you don't tell people it's you know to celebrate somebody's life but you know it is do it like if you're if you want to write them a card if you want to you know post pictures of them however you want to remember them you can do that because it's completely it's completely (laughs) it's completely independent and it's your grief that's another thing that I've, I've said every year and I actually haven't done this um pretty much every year I always say oh I'm gonna write my mum a letter or a card or it's and now I do that with my dad and I just like never I just never do and like I wonder whether there's part of me that sees other people doing it and think to myself oh maybe I should be doing that but actually like I'm just happy sort of like cooking a nice family supper oh and on the subject of food there's a really good account called the grief kitchen and basically her whole thing is about food and grief it's just a really good account to follow um so yeah check that one out (laughs) um next question is actually one that I really really relate to um and that's about how to navigate through your own birthday and through your own celebrations and I don't know about you Alice but I really struggle on my birthday and or I struggled on my birthday I've only had one so far And I felt so strange about the date. And I don't know if it was an element of the fact that I felt like I was getting further away from my dad or whether it just was so early on in my grief that I just felt bad for wanting to do anything. So I just didn't do anything, you know, to celebrate it. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question. And actually, I really like yeah this is like this has been a really big thing for me as well um so my first birthday after my mum died I just remember thinking to myself like like I'm 18 and my mum's been dead (laughs) and I was just like how am I you know legally just turned an adult and I don't even have a mum and it was Mm. it felt so significant and it felt yeah it just felt really shit and like obviously I'm not slagging my dad off at all here but like every birthday after my mum died it was it was really different because I feel like without sort of like horrifically generalizing here and it's very different from family to family like I just didn't really feel like my birthday was the same after my mum died and like me and my dad were incredibly close and like he'd still do stuff like you know we'd go out for supper and like normally he'd give me like a bit of birthday pocket money or whatever Mm. but like you know I wouldn't really get like gifts or anything and it's not even that sounds so selfish like I didn't even get any present (laughs) um but it was just like it felt like a big change you know and then like again like sounding really selfish like obviously after my dad died I was like like he's gonna like celebrate my you know it's just like you kind of want your mum and dad there for your birthday I guess I don't think you sound selfish at all (laughs) he's gonna gonna... buy me a present (laughs) (laughs) well I think the thing is when you lost your mum there was obviously an element of that special you know that special side of what mums do I mean my dad was notoriously the the dad who my mum would buy all the presents and we'd be sat there opening them and we'd look at him and go oh thanks dad and he'd go oh what is it oh yeah what is it <laughs> like he was just as surprised as you and like things yeah. we never even did big things on birthdays it was just like a little tiny gift like here and there but it's just like yeah yeah, yeah. it felt different yeah absolutely and I think when you've lost the person that you know that adds that special kind of magic to a birthday and makes you feel really special on it the person who does all the organizing it's really hard to kind of feel that same energy when you're celebrating god I just actually remembered my 21st birthday me and my boyfriend went to Prague we went to Prague for like a long weekend like we went there a few times actually I don't know why we ended up kept on going back but yeah I remember waking up on my 21st birthday and like he hadn't even got me a card (laughs) and I just remember being like just sat there like crying and was like my mum's dead 
and you haven't even got me a birthday card but maybe that is for the relationships episode (laughs) (laughs) I can just see Lucy's face like turning she's about to say something horrible (laughs) but yeah like I just it is just that sense I think the loss feels really amplified because you miss that person who used to make it fun you know you miss whether it's that text or or that call or or seeing them yeah do you know know what actually um I have a video of my dad I don't know if I would have shown this to you actually Alice but I have a video of my dad singing happy birthday to me out of the window because a couple of years ago he was having chemotherapy and I was sick on the week running up to my birthday and so I couldn't see him and he wanted to see me so I stood in their garden and he sang out of the window to me happy birthday and you know I'm really happy that I've got that film because I kind of feel like I can watch that now and and kind of remember it but yeah I don't know you know having having lost both of your parents I think it must be incredibly hard for you to because you don't you know who's who makes you feel special if your parents aren't there to do it you know you have to either have really brilliant friends or um (laughs) (laughs) or brilliant partners and actually maybe this leads really nicely on to what's um what's the kind of best thing or the nicest thing that somebody's done for you around those difficult days and I know that um we came and saw you for your dad's birthday and we tried to spoil you on your birthday this year because we wanted you to feel special um so I think definitely like my 25th which is my most recent birthday was made really special by you and Grace again um yeah like just I don't know I just having yeah having you two there and like having just like a box of gifts and like a photo of me and my dad and stuff like that was just really nice and like I just felt like all my presents was like oh god I'm talking about presents again um all my presents were like so thoughtful and like I just feel like I was made to feel really really special and like I did feel really special and like there is an element of when it's your birthday of like wanting to feel like a little birthday princess and I did (laughs) for the first time in quite a long time and that was yeah that was really nice so I think like yeah if you're a friend looking to support someone on any of these days yeah like trying to find out what they want to do I think it's really important like do they want to celebrate them or do they kind of want to like tuck up in bed and stuff like that but yeah being being made to feel special on my birthday was a really nice treat Mm, absolutely I think um a really good thing a note to take for anybody who's listening who is perhaps supporting somebody who's grieving is that you know, don't feel afraid to ask people if they want to do something. Today I had a message from a friend to say, what are you up to, like, on Monday, which is Dad's anniversary? You know, do you want to go for a coffee? I can take the day off work. And I thought that was really nice just for her to reach out like that and for her to actually, like, take that initiative to do that. I thought it was really lovely. And I also today had a really lovely book of... Um, poetry delivered to me from somebody else actually from the grieving community just with a little note to say like I know that next week's gonna be hard like here's a book that you know brings me comfort and I hope it does the same to you basically and I just thought that was such a lovely thing for her to do and I I think it's just really really small kind of gestures of kindness um or, or even just messaging I know um when we had Catherine on um we talked a little bit and actually we've kept in touch quite closely with Catherine and every time that she's seen me post a picture of my dad she's messaged and she said well I'm gonna light a candle tonight and think of you and your dad and I think that's really really sweet just like that's such a lovely thing for somebody to do yeah definitely and I think like uh we spoke about this a bit on our last special edition like it's not about doing something absolutely ginormously monumental like you're not looking you don't have to find this perfect 
paragraph. You don't have to find this perfect sentiment and then all these perfect words, like just a tiny little gesture. I think that that for me, that's the biggest thing. A small gesture goes a really bloody long way. And especially as, as years go on, um, as years go on, the more and more people drop out and the more and more isolating it is. So sort of, um, yeah, yeah, like continuing to be that support. Yeah, so obviously we've spoken a bit about anniversaries. I feel like we could probably cover some more on that still. We've spoken a bit about our own birthdays. Um, this question that was sent in that was really interesting and one that I can definitely relate to uh, they said I can't seem to be able to celebrate Christmas or New Year I feel like a party pooper <laughs> party pooper that's funny yeah so Lisa I'll let you go first on this how, how do you sort of feel about that statement and how do you feel about Christmas and New Year so I think because I'm so recent into into my grief and into my loss that I can only really speak of the last year. So last year was obviously a weird year for lots of people because Christmas was in COVID times and we were just about to go into another lockdown. So I actually quite enjoyed my Christmas this year because it was quiet and it felt different to any other year. Normally my family, my, usually my parents host at their house, both of my parents are chefs. We have 20 people over to the house, cousins and friends and neighbours. And we all have a big party. And I knew that that was going to be really difficult without dad. And then the fact that we actually couldn't have all of those people and it was only like the six of us there on Christmas Day. It's kind of nice because it was just us and we could be there in our grief and actually you know we talked about dad a lot again we had him on a uh on his on his head uh he, we had him at the head of the table the picture of him we had a candle there I bought a little candle set for us so that each of us could light a candle and just you know kind of just remember him the whole day and I and I really appreciated that because it felt like sometimes sometimes I really like celebrating things with lots of people to remember dad and there's sometimes that I think Christmas was really important for us to just kind of have a day where we could remember and think about dad and we could talk very fluidly and openly about him all day and not worry about it but mm. how do you feel about Christmas and New Year because yeah it's so different isn't it it's so funny listening to you because I just sit and think to myself like that's so far from my experiences and I actually find it really interesting that even though I consider us quite similar people and like obviously a lot of our feelings are similar like the way that we seem to navigate these things does seem to be like almost polar opposite so um after mum died I remember Christmases I just don't like them like it just felt like this awkward, weird thing that I sort of had to do and didn't really want to do and didn't really enjoy. Um, yeah, like I just didn't like it at all. And like, I would say that I'm <laughs> the same now, like I'm pretty much a, a big Grinch around Christmas <laughs> <laughs> since, since dad's died as well. Like, say so the first Christmas since dad died, I spent with, James's family and I can honestly say it was one of the worst days of my life <laughs> like I just hated it like I literally hate the forcedness of it like I just I can't cope with it it feels like an absolute pressure cooker and I don't know about you though as well is that like I found recently being around I love my partner and her family they're all amazing and lovely but there's something that really really cuts with me when they're all together because I know that my family will never look like that again like I know that I'm not going to have those normal days or mm. that normal time or that normal meal because it yeah. won't, it's never like complete again. Um, I think it was just something really totally out of my comfort zone and I think basically what I have accepted is that Christmas is not going to look the same until if when I have children of my own and because of that I'm 
going to keep Christmas really low key from now on. So actually, like you said, the most recent Christmas we just had, 2020, it was literally me, James and my brother at home. Um, I cooked a roast dinner. It was very, very, very low key. And actually, it was probably the best Christmas I've had since my mum died. So Mm. I've accepted that I don't like it. And I don't enjoy it. I don't want to even attempt celebrating it. Like celebrate doesn't even come into the equation of it. Mm. I just want to almost like bypass it as if it's not a thing. Um, and I, and actually, I'd just like to say as well that throughout the whole of December, I find it really, really fucking hard. That mm. build up to Christmas is like, yeah, it just feels like a pressure cooker. Add New Year can go do one as well. I hate New Year. <laughs> You know what, I was just going to say, um, having done one new year without dad, I the thing that really worried me about it was that build-up, was that, oh my God, I'm leaving him in this year. So like he died in 2020 and now I'm leaving that year and he now died last year. I can't say he died a few months ago or my dad died this year. Like he died last year. I'm getting further away from him just because yeah. of this one day difference. And I really struggled with that idea of it. So we didn't do anything for New Year's either. We just, well, actually yeah. we, had, we had a meal, the two of us, me and my partner. Yeah, on, on New Year, I find New Year really significant, which is why I think I just want to say something extra on it. Yeah, I, I remember pretty much every year. No, see, for the first three years after mum died, I remember like being like an agonising pain, not wanting to go to the next year without her. And I think it was the fourth year without her. It got to like half past midnight. And I suddenly had this moment when I was like, oh my gosh, like I've not even considered mum, which felt really strange. And then the first new year without dad, me and James were actually in Cape Verde. Um, We were in this like really nice, fancy resort, like really posh hotel. And there was like a big party going on. Um, You know, we'd, we'd had supper and stuff. And... I god I'm such a barrel of laughs like I just didn't want to do anything like I really didn't want to do anything and James was like oh and I wasn't drinking at the time um James was like oh come on you know let's like do this let's do that and I I was just sat there like how the hell am I going into oh yeah it was a new decade as well it was like a new decade and I was like like I'm going into a new decade and this is the start of my parentless life and James Mm. was like just couldn't get his head around the fact why I didn't want to celebrate like no inch of me wanted to celebrate like I just wanted to sort of like go for a walk on the beach and then and then go to bed it was yeah really agonizingly difficult yeah gosh it's really actually the way that you say that as well it's really really poignant that starting a new decade and that being my new parentless life I mean like that's impossible to navigate and of course you don't want to celebrate because you're wishing that anything just like take me back a few years and let's just pretend none of this happened that would be better that would be easier it's really hard to imagine the future without them and I think like new year's is all about kind of like what's your plan for this year you know people setting resolutions people saying oh this year's going to be this this year's going to be my year well actually when you're going into it after or carrying grief you just think god I just want to get through this time how do you look forward yeah definitely and actually interestingly enough I did go into 2020 saying it was going to be my year I had something ridiculous like seven holidays booked and then I managed to go on two of them. I went on holiday in January and February. And then obviously COVID came and just flattened all of my bereavement escapism plans. And I was locked in my house and had to deal with my grief. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it flattened everyone's year. You know, I'm, I'm not the only person's year it flattened. Um, it's really hard though. It's really hard. I think this would be a good time to kind of talk about the top tips for how to survive those days. So I think for me, it's really about just being really patient with myself. Like one thing that I've learned in this year of of grieving is nothing is urgent. Like I don't need to rush around. I don't need to do anything to please anyone else. I could just say no. I can yeah because you always do that do you (laughs) you always say no never say yes to anything do you 
<laughs> you're always turning projects down never working too many hours why are you throwing me under the bus <laughs> talk the talk but you don't walk the walk <laughs> oh no but honestly I do I do think that just being able to sit in your sadness and be able to put on a film and know it's going to make you cry or find the music that you know is going to make you cry I find that really really useful just giving yourself that space and giving yourself that time being really patient with yourself trying to be aware of of that time running up to it as well being honest with the people around you they're my top tips for survival yeah I think you've summarized it really well there um um yeah so like acknowledgement and like acknowledging it could be quite a few weeks leading up to these dates that you're going to be feeling like shit like for my dad's birthday this year it was literally like six weeks (laughs) um running up to it that I just felt absolutely horrific so I think just like the basic sort of things of be kind to yourself and allow yourself to feel the pain um you know acknowledge your feelings yeah just like being aware of what's happening and knowing that it will pass um because I think quite often um and actually we did have a question about this that they somebody said I find the build-up to these days more difficult than the actual day itself am I alone in this well I would say no you're probably not well you're never alone but I'd say from my experience that the build-up to it is always so much worse than the actual day itself like yeah I have found that once I get past those dates it's like a massive sigh of relief um but yeah top tips look after yourself like plain and simple look after yourself yeah absolutely and you know allow yourself to feel any way that you want to I think this last question is a really interesting one and something that's obviously being talked about quite a bit at the moment because we're on the run-up to Father's Day and we see lots of pages that are um, sharing brilliant companies that are asking you if you can opt out or, you know, what you want to do. We've had a couple through this week, actually. And I think, like, for me, so I'm kind of thinking I'm going to try and avoid Father's Day this year because... I'm just trying to focus on doing something nice with with my partner but how would you say that you you know how do you avoid it do you avoid it or is it something that you embrace yeah so out of all of the difficult dates in the year for me I'd say that Mother's Day and Father's Day are probably the least difficult but obviously as you can tell from my whole grand speech about how much I hate Christmas like that one was like quite bad for me and Mother's Day and Father's Day maybe not as bad like they're still I'm still aware of them and I'd say yeah I'm still aware of them but they're not as bad as the other ones um opt out of emails where possible and you know people are sending opt out emails now um Mm -hmm what other advice would I say ah yeah day off social media day off <laughs> social media like don't do it to yourself like seriously like do not do it to yourself because it is agonizingly painful um it's yeah. so bloody so bloody difficult um so yeah take yourself off social media um opt out of the emails and avoid going to the supermarket <laughs> because <laughs> because there's always a great big aisle um obviously as everyone knows who's ever been to a supermarket which I presume is most people who's listening um (laughs) because it's just they always put it right at the front of the store and it's just there like Mm. buy your mum this giant cuddly teddy bear and tell her how much you love her and it's just like oh fuck off one thing I do do actually that's nice is um try to maybe celebrate other mums that's in my life so my sister is a mum obviously my grandma who's a grandma so therefore she is a mum um like maybe send her a message and you know now I do that with my grandpa as well so if you feel like maybe passing that on to somebody else do it but if you don't like you know 
that's also okay yeah that's interesting because it's funny because I would celebrate the mothers in my life and I would celebrate the people who I know are mothers in my life but I also wouldn't celebrate I don't I don't know if I'd message my brother and be like hey happy father's day because I think he'd be like you're a weirdo (laughs) whereas my (laughs) sister would be like oh my god thank you so much (laughs) yeah definitely um but I think it's great advice I think you know staying off social media again trying to just be kind to yourself on those days if you can find find friends that can can be with you on those days and if you want to be with people then find people who can be with you on these days so there are yeah. there are lots of people who do have parents who don't celebrate those days you know, not all yeah fam- not all families yeah. kind of do something really significant I think it depends if you have notoriously or historically celebrated things like that yes yeah, so I don't think we way. did that's yeah. why I don't really think it was that bad and I think actually the worst thing of it is like when you get an email saying like reunite with your dad finally and it's just like oh yeah what are you gonna do bring him back from the dead like um some marketing genius uh, <laughs> so I think the top tip to take away from today's episode is that you can celebrate and remember that person however you want whether you want that to be avoiding the day completely or whether you want that to be a really quiet celebration with friends or perhaps you want to throw a massive party in their honour. I think it's really important to remember that all grief is different. Everybody's grief is individual and you can do everything the way that you want to do it and you'll always be supported by the grief community. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Grief Sofa podcast. Please subscribe, rate and review to help us reach new listeners. If you have enjoyed listening and would like to join us on The Grief Sofa, please get in touch on Instagram at The Grief Sofa or email us thegriefsofa at gmail.com.